Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Welcome to Ambridge on the Couch, an in-depth look at the arches with me, Harriet Carmichael, Lucy Freeman and the permanently baffled Mr Newbie. Before we dive in, let's remind ourselves of what happened last week with Lucy's Week in Ambridge. Whoa, that was a bit loud. Um, <laughs> Ooh, you do rate yourself. <laughs> it's, it's a thing I got off the internet. I didn't know what it was and it was ever so loud. Anyway... This week in Ambridge was a bit like when you go and see a pantomime and there's all the guff about Ali Baba being sent away with Cinderella and the lady in the pretty dress sings a song and it all gets a bit sad. Then to cheer everyone up and to allow the principal boy to nip out to the Nisa to get more Rothmans and a tango for Uncle Abanaza, there's a bit with the dame and the two ugly sisters up yeah. a stepladder slopping wallpaper paste about and knocking buckets over and hitting each other with bits of wood and all the under sevens in the audience who've been eating Haribo since December the 2nd laugh. Ha ha ha! <laughs> and this week we were the under sevens yes we began the week at the dairy with clary huffing and puffing before helen rushed off to put the culture into the vat first time there's been any culture in ambridge crusty announced that she had knits which would be a simply marvelous addition to the bridge farm range clary then unscrewed a bit of the yogurt nozzle and sprayed her with blackcurrant puree just to remind her who's boss Lily and Tony, no, Lillian and Tony rallied to Jennifer's side in her hour of need. Lillian said, oh, Alice doesn't drink that much. I mean, only as much as me. And that's not much, is it? <laughs> Tony suggested that Alice might like to come to Bridge Farm for the day and Lillian suggested she could have a twang on her banjo. Either of those things would be enough to have me canter in court towards the cocktail cabinet like a Mustang. Why not go the whole hog and have Alice produce the village show? She'd be on crack in a fortnight. <laughs> Over at the Bat Cave, Wolverine and the Incredible Hulk were lined up on the shelf in the sitting room. I cannot bear them looking down on me, said Helen. We all look down on you, Helen. It's not just Wolverine. <laughs> Ian popped over to help Helen assemble Lee's porter potty at the new house, having dumped his baby on Jenny Darling. Poor old bag. No sooner had she got a shot of Martha than Adam and Ian, noticing that she was having a five minute sit down, immediately foisted their infant on her. Come along, Mum, can't have you sitting down. Upsy-daisy, off to the playground. I'm beginning to think that what's happening in Ambridge is elder abuse. Anyway, Ian said it had been very distressing for him to see Helen in an abusive relationship, but that didn't seem to have prompted him getting involved at the time. But hey-ho. There was a really, really, really funny bit about Lee's superhero figures being on a shelf, a low shelf and then a high shelf. That was very, very amusing. Jennifer's offloaded all our old shite onto Helen, who is now using tagines as laundry baskets, dining chairs, and in moments of emergency, commodes. Helen then asked Ian if he could pop in and check that Lee was coping with the painting, making sure he'd done up to the edges, coloured in the dolly's face, and not knocked his water jug over. 
For God's sake, if she's that concerned about his mental competency, why is she letting him take her two small children, the psycho and the mute, to a DIY shop, which is rife with opportunities for damage and potential death? (laughs) Anyway, because he's a nine-year-old, Lee allowed primary-age children to do the interior design for his new home and then had a bash at drilling with his Fisher-Price drilling action tool set with washable box and knocked the house down. Adam the human soporific was in sparkling form I don't want to see your silly bedroom Lee he said it looks shite (sighs) Ian suggested they might help Lee and Adam said are you out of your mind oh he's so warm and generous isn't he eventually all the little figures got put up and the pictures got hung most of them seemed to be of people called Bruce I suspect they were pictures of his play your cards right days or possibly the generation game rather than strictly. But who knows? It's not my thing, really. Rory had a cunning plan to finally escape from the guinea pig hutch in which he lives with Jennifer and Brian by forcing Alice to take his place in the top bunk. Jenny Darling put the kibosh on that, but Rory, sick of Brian's overdone chops, persisted until he was given permission to stay with the Chuckle Brothers and little Xander. He is going to be missing those chops, though, when he realises that everything he eats from now on is going to come with a foam and a jus. Neil popped over to see Shula to share his Alice woes. Shula appeared to be having a bath in the tack room. (laughs) Neil perched on the edge of the tub and told Shula that the social worker was very professional. What was he expecting? Someone in clown shoes honking a horn? Over at Lower Loxley, Vince had glimpsed Elizabeth waiting, panting for him in her temperly ruffled dress, gazing wistfully out of the orangery window and thought bugger that and shot off to see Rex and the pigs instead. She tracked him down and ticked him off archly before announcing she was treating him to a salad for lunch. Ooh, hold me back. He tried to cheer her up by giving her a second-hand industrial fridge and wanting to introduce a premium sausage man into their arrangement. In fact, he seemed somewhat fixated on the premium sausage man, nearly as much as he is obsessed with Rex. To cap off a smoochy afternoon, he then smeared pig shit over her carpet. Quite the romantics, aren't they? However, on the plus side, they aren't decorating yet. The end. Uh, I love that panto analogy. I hadn't thought about that. But it <laughs> That's was, what it, it, it was, was that. exactly yep. that. And, and you know, like all the kids love that bit and all the adults are like, oh, oh my God. Thinking, if we go to the bar, yet? if we go to the bar now, we'll get the drinks in. You just come out as soon as it's done. Because you think, oh great, there's one more scene of Cinderella, yeah. but oh no, <laughs> Buttons has to get his bucket out. <laughs> And swishes load around. Oh, God. My heart sinks if they do wallpapering. <laughs> I hadn't thought about that. It reminded me of Queer Eye. <laughs> Nothing to do with Adam and Ian. Oh, but, them know, like, coming in and saying yeah, no, that. Yeah, because Bobby always does the decorating and, you know, whoever's house is just a complete shit. hilarious yes. shithole. Yes. And, and no, but I, 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 you're so cynical. I thought I chuckled along. <laughs> <laughs> with all the funny things about the figures and rolled my eyes. <laughs> but for Helen to say to Ian, can you go and keep an eye on him and make sure he's doing... You know, this is her partner. Uh, it's like it's like oh. they, they're married at, you know, first date. Because yeah. Yeah. it's like, oh, hang on a minute. You, you're moving in together, but clearly you know nothing about Lee. Mm. Haven't you been to his flat? Because presumably the figures yeah. are all over his flat. Yeah. And and also, isn't it a bit weird if you move in with someone and you put your poster up in the 
but you know it's just like surely you'd just do all that together wouldn't you and first also, of all move the furniture in yeah you know and and then you'd sort of just who still put it has together. posters in their mid-30s I know, because even worse the marvel poster was replaced by a girl with a pearly poster <laughs> i mean if it was the original fair enough <laughs> but what i mean I'm Oh, the next one, there's going to be the Joshua tree and Betty Blue on the wall. That's the... It's like, it didn't even sound like it was framed. No, I know, just like blue tacked on with like but, one dog-eared corner hanging down. But it has got weirder in that Helen is so, feels like she is Lee's mum. Yes. He's another boy, yeah. which I actually ended up, I, I started the week going, oh, little old Lee, such a wally. But then actually by the end of the week, when they were having that moment on the bench, mm. I found him really endearing. Really? Not, and yeah, because despite, I actually, I, I like felt like I really went on his journey with him, Lucy. <laughs> like from just being patronized the whole time about his figures to ending up and like just be, because actually he is not a, a, a sort of testosterone fueled you know, like Helen said, it's really lovely that he can ask mm. his friends yeah. for help and he's yeah. not, you know, he can go, I don't know what I'm doing with this drill. I've yeah. made a mess of everything, but I really want to put a spider stencil yeah. up. I thought that was sweet. Well, he is the anti-Rob, which was very, very yes, evident. Very that's clear. What She's become but, the Rob. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it's forcing her, his kind of, and also I can't bear that. Oh, aren't men funny? They're just so rubbish. <laughs> you know, they can't cook and they can't do anything. The and trouble they is, oh, the yeah. chemistry doesn't work. No. It wasn't like Queer Eye because Adam and Ian are, are quite clunky together anyway. Yes. Yeah. And then they came in and were both sort of horrible, yeah. actually. Yes. They were really good not cop, his bad friends. cop. It was just... <laughs> Horrible cops. <laughs> and just was so rude. Yeah. When he said, could you help me? And Adam went, are you out of your mind? I thought, no, just actually I'm really pushed this week. Would have done it. Not, are you out of your mind? But as I said to you earlier, it is an indication of their sex life. Because yes. there's when Ian got his drill out and Adam <laughs> went, yes, sir. You're like, oh, uh, okay. Uh, so there's something a bit kinky going on here. Oh. <laughs> That's what was my take on it. And because well, okay, then... you said I was cynical, you're clearly just perverted because that hadn't no, crossed my mind. I felt like it was a shame that, you know, because there was all that like three amigos stuff, but actually it didn't feel like there was any bond between Well, it was them. too... Adam was so, I mean, Ian was so aggressive with Lee. Three amigos who didn't know each other very well, that's what it was. And who really didn't want to be there. Yeah. Lee was like, God, I only invited you over because Helen suggested yeah. it. Yeah. Wish I hadn't blooming bothered. Wish I hadn't bloody started painting. I never painted my girl's room. I mean, it's like he's also forgotten he's got daughters. That's what I was going to say. Where are they? Have they been consulted? <laughs> Where are they supposed to be sleeping? When, he hasn't seen them for bloody weeks, I, because, as far as I know. Do you remember when they moved in and they were like, yeah, and there'll be room. Or yeah. when they were deciding where they're going to go. And they were like, make sure we've got room for the girls. Well, yeah. clearly, there's no room for the girls. And their room is painted, well, uh, yeah. The girls' room's probably covered in... Pink and Sylvanian pink. families. Yeah, even though they're like 18, aren't they? Yeah, exactly. 18 and 21. Boys oh like God, superheroes, girls <laughs> like pink. Helen goes, I, I know, Lee. Why don't you paint the boys' room and I'll give the girls' room a makeover? Because you remember that special flower <laughs> bracelet I made for them once? That went straight in the bin the first chance she got. And the Hieronymus Bosch... <laughs> 
different just you know thrown out of Ian's mouth yeah as you do just like Hieronymus Bosch what are you an art historian Ian actually had some good lines this week yes it was very funny I thought it was genuinely very funny I don't I didn't I didn't mind the 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 Ian and Adam bits it's the Lee and Helen bits that I, but I, uh, I don't, I, I have to disagree. I thought them sitting on the bench and him saying, I, I just actually, I actually thought it was really sweet. I thought I, 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 I finally understood Lee and I thought, good for you for not, for just being who you are. Mm. I was really, thought that was lovely. And was, he's so, he's such a different character from any of the other men in the village. Yeah, well, he's certainly, there's no toxic masculinity with Lee, is there? No. Which and is odd considering he's a, he's a karate instructor, which you sort of associate yeah. with, you know. Drills and dr- torsos and being good at, when he, when he was like, yeah, my um, my ex, she used to ask me to just change the kitchen. He yeah. was like... Was it repot uh, the washing machine? <laughs> no, uh, no, 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 no. Hang on. You've never, <laughs> ever bought a drill, but she expected you to change the kitchen. What? <laughs> it was so funny. I think she actually just wanted to kill him. Yes. She yeah, was like... Yeah. Wet your fingers. Wet your um, fingers. I now, bought now. you a drill and I've run the bath. <laughs> Could you uh, do some... Uh... Underwater drilling. <laughs> I'll just Very plug cool. it in for you. <laughs> I know, yes, it is odd wearing wellies inside, isn't it? But... Um, and who is Keith? Keith look, was looking after Zander. You said Jenny was looking after Zander. I've put Keith. Kate. Oh, oh my gosh. Okay, scrap that. <laughs> I've put, I, in my notes, I've put, who is Keith? Is Zander okay? <laughs> and then... Were you hoping that, you were going to get a 20-minute bit yes, out of surmising yes. who Keith might be and then yes, you realised you just misheard it? <laughs> I've also put, who was that electrician? I, I. Who was that? You know that um, Adam... Just an electrician? No, just because they're was... a gay couple doesn't mean that... <laughs> no, it wasn't just me. Someone on Twitter, tw- someone on Twitter said, oh, yeah... Oh, electrician. Wasn't it? Wasn't it oh, th- there was a load of. Because oh. he was all funny about it. He was like, oh, I'll see if I can find his number. I haven't texted him since that last shag. Wasn't it? It felt like that. I thought it was um, one of them had tried to do something and it had gone wrong and they'd said, no, you've got to get someone proper in and it was a row. Oh, I, I just assumed it was one of um, Adam's conquests mm. in the days when he was doing stuff in the polytunnels. Well, I think he still would be, were it not for lockdown and Brexit and the fact that there's nobody in the bloody polytunnels. Yes, yeah, Brexit is, oh, is really damaging to his sex life. Neil and Shula, yes. what did we think about That's that? That's my next note. Okay, yeah. Shula and Neil, sex in the saddle room. Sex in the saddle. What goes through your mind when you write them? I know, Who is oh my Keith? God. Sex in the saddle room. Are you drunk when you write well, them? Well, I just thought there was quite a lot of innuendo in this week's. He was in the t- oh, tack room, hmm. you know, one of them. But it, but but then it's because I went on Twitter this week, Lucy, and I, it, it just influences me because people were going, oh well, Shula and Neil, yeah, yeah. So they were cozying up, and you know, as yes. you said, Shula was in the bath, yes. Neil was sitting on the side, yes. It, it was very sweet, <laughs> but it didn't go any further. Obviously, Neil did sound faintly on the edge. But yeah. Shula was actually quite helpful this time, rather than just making God. it worse. Um, and rather than making it about her, mm. she was, yeah. Although she did, of course, say, they'd 
me speak to her. I'll make it all all right. I was thinking, oh my God, it's the last thing I'd want. Neil was like, no, no, no. <laughs> Don't you come near her. <laughs> I mean, enough shit already. Sheila was doing her shaky voice. Yeah. <laughs> I can't, I can't remember it now, but it's, it, she said something like, I've got one of the girls exercising banjo regularly. <laughs> I wrote that down because if you listen like again, it, the mule. It, it, it's, well, it sounds like that. <laughs> You should go and listen back to that live and you're like, wow. But I thought she was... Do you know who we haven't heard from the Brookfield Archers is for ages, have we? Oh, well, we had enough, haven't we, I suppose? <laughs> we got such a fill of them in lockdown. It was only them doing the monologues. I want wasn't to it? know how Ruth Archer can make the Alice storyline somehow a personal <laughs> insult directed at her. <laughs> I can't believe that she's done that. No, it's not fair, David. She said she'd come over and do some engineering. I want a drink too, David, and she's drunk. Oh, oh, that's top of my notes. You were right. You were totally right in that this Alice storyline has made the Aldridge's look at their own drinking. Yes. Very, very insightful, Lucy. Well, not really. It's just because it's a press office storyline and one of the things that they always bang on about alcoholism is that in this country, we make everything about... Have you looked at birthday cards? Yeah. Have you ever tried to buy a birthday card for a woman that doesn't drink? Oh, you're totally right. But I make... Prosecco time! Yeah. Yeah. Wine down for the weekend. Blah, blah, blah. It's like we're just we're we're obsessed with alcohol. We can't like yeah. Jennifer it's said. We can't. Yeah, we can't mm. do anything without alcohol. Mm. And she's not just talking about the Aldridge's. That's everybody. It's seen as social. Greece, yes, well, well, it's it's, so, it's socially abnormal if mm. you don't drink. Yep. Like my friend who had a a fortieth the other day, she doesn't drink and. Um, uh, somebody had said to her, "Why aren't you drinking?" Mm. And she was like, "Well, I don't drink." And they're like, "What's all that about?" It's like, well, she, why, why, what's it? "It's not about anything. Yeah. She just doesn't drink. It's just a choice. It's like and you it's would, nothing to do with no. You. It's and for, or sometimes it is for a sort of personal reason, but you mm. don't. You but just you just just accept that some people yeah. do not drink alcohol. Like yes. some people don't drink coke or yeah." Or like really happy shopper orange squash. It's just like a personal choice. Yes. <laughs> Sorry to. I'm sure happy happy shopper orange squash is really nice. But you know that really cheap if you like orange being squash. Up until four o'clock in the morning. Yes. yes. That really orangey one. Yes. Um. Um. Yes. I, I think she's Jennifer is at the bargaining stage in that she can't do anything to she said I've never felt more helpless in my life so she's frantically mm. looking around for what can I do and the only thing she can think of to do is to do the thing that Alice can't do so if but, Alice yeah. can't stop drinking she's going to stop drinking no but it's also sort of I mean no not taking responsibility for it at all because it's not their fault but actually I guess it's quite it's interesting to look at your own lifestyle yeah. and wonder if that has any influence yeah. on your children yeah and yeah. obviously it doesn't. And then, like, you know, Shula was... Who was it that said... Oh, oh no, it was Neil, bless him. You know, some people can take a drink and others can't. And, mm. and, and, and you know what I keep thinking with Alice is that when it's only really Neil that gets it and Shula, but, but um, 
why isn't she why isn't she being treated like someone with an illness rather than you, you yeah. know like you know why why is it she's just bad person yeah. when actually if if she was being treated you know like like she has a, an illness then perhaps but then I mean it's probably hard the one it? person that she needs to talk to probably is Alistair because he has yeah. the same addiction oh. I can't believe Shula didn't clock that. But now he gets wheeled out to speak to it like he talked to... Um, yes, um, yeah, about addiction, Gavin, about gambling. Gavin without, about his pretend gambling addiction. Ooh, uh, actually, Alistair, it's uh, <laughs> it's more than that. It's uh, gambling with people's lives, actually. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you remember them days? Them modern slavery days? Wasn't it they nice were then? <laughs> Because um, it wasn't a baby. That's well, you know what? I was, yeah. I was walking past the building site the other day, Lucy. Mm. I'm getting very Emma. And this van rolled up, like a big white van. And it was to, at, at the building site. And like a couple of blokes got out the front. And then they opened the back. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be like 20 slaves getting out. No one got out. But anyway, <laughs> I, I, I just I love thoroughly... your stories, Harriet. I love them. They're so good, aren't they? I've often, <laughs> I've often complimented on the punchlines. Do you get to do after Oh, yes. I'm really good at starting a story. <laughs> and then no one got off. out, anyway. <laughs> but I'm not one of those people who would buy a cushion with a no. gin o'clock on it. Or a little <laughs> sign in pastel colours dangled on string. <laughs> Mummy's special Prosecco glass. <laughs> this house runs on Prosecco <laughs> and it. love. No, it doesn't. It runs it on Tamazepam and bitterness. That's what it runs on. Um, I think that the um, the Vince and Elizabeth stuff was yeah. very odd. I, oh, I, yeah. I don't know how we ended up leaping from... <laughs> Would you like a fridge to I love you? It was very peculiar. Also, just, it was just the way, you know, he really chose his moment, didn't he? Sort of like treading pig shit all over a yeah. kitchen. And then, <laughs> oh, don't mind me, I love you. <laughs> Sorry about the smell. <laughs> oh, Vince, I, I, um, I just can't really concentrate on anything apart from this appalling smell. Because my so. eyes are watering. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just thought it was a bit random. Yeah. But then again, maybe he... But I, but then it was good that she didn't sort of, you know, go, oh, me too. Yes, I, yeah. But then, you know, I guess that'll just be a slow burn. Mm. They have been, they've been together for a while. They've been going steady a while. I just can't see him as an I love you man, really. No, but he's quite soppy. Do you remember he was quite soppy about his daughter? And, uh, uh. She'll now put the mockers on him, won't she? She'll now go into reverse because she'll be a bit freaked out. Yes, and also, well, because he is sort of encroaching on Lower Loxley now that there's yeah. pigs involved. He's got you know, his crush on Rex, as you said. <laughs> He's my kind of man, actually. <laughs> I've thought, Elizabeth, what Lower Loxley needs is an abattoir. Can you imagine? <laughs> Let's turn the orange into an abattoir. <laughs> That's where it's heading. <laughs> Everyone will be sitting oh. there eating their, you know cream teas and uh, millionaire's shortbread while there's blokes in white ha- white hats chopping up cattle <laughs> next to them. Um, we have had a million emails this week, so oh, I'm going am- to I'm read so happy them. that we've got a million listeners, Lucy. I know. Fantastic. We've gone from like 10 to a million in a week. I know. It's, it's all really that PR good. we're doing. <laughs> 
Um, dear Lucy Harriet, Mr. Newbie, this is from Jeff Horn. Um, I'm emailing to say a massive thank you for keeping my chin up in a difficult time. Chin up being the exact term, he had to have a mass removed from his jaw. Yuck! Uh, in April, thankfully it turned out to be benign, but two weeks ago my jaw fractured spontaneously while biting into, of all things, a Pringle. So now I'm home from hospital, having had my jaw wired completely closed for the next six weeks, living on total nutrition drinks and finally catching up on Ambridge on the couch. I've taken a few minutes out to email you as I wait for the dihydrocodeine to work. Do you know what? I think most of our listeners are probably (laughs) drugged. I had to take a double dose after listening to Febreze of Felpersham because trying to stifle (laughs) laughter whilst wired up is quite a challenge. And I am am going to apply for a job as Ambridge's newest silent character. For obvious reasons, it'll have to be silent. And it makes total sense that I should cover for Susan in the dairy. Over the past weeks, I've become more than expert in the consumption of kefir. Now, if only I can persuade Sausage Boy to reinstate the kefir production line, I know I can make it a success. What do you think? Would I be in with a chance over Kirsty? Uh... (laughs) I wow. promise well, to take my codeine are... before listening from now on, he says. Lots of love, Jeff. How uh, hygienic is the uh, the jaw brace? Well, that's, that's true. Clary will be asking. Yep. Well, I don't think Car- Clary is in any position as she just sprayed <laughs> the entire dairy and her workmate in blackcurrant puree or whatever it was. Uh, but I am, um, I, I, I feel... Um, See, that was more panto action, wasn't it? <laughs> We had the comedy cooking. You have the comedy cooking and the comedy wallpapering, yes. and we had both. Yes, it was actually side by side. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. was like the girls' version and the boys' yeah. version. Wearing funny hats and everything. And uh, But actually, Kirsty was was very funny with Clary, wasn't she? She was. Yes, yeah. Clary. <laughs> Just like last time. Okay. It, I, yeah, it was funny, that. Uh, but back to poor old Jeff. Yes. I know, but, that sounds awful. Lucy, I, you haven't sort of given your like reaction and like how awful that is. It's awful. It is awful. Yes. Yes. Um, not that it's all about me, but I had a wisdom tooth. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> I didn't I know you'd had it. it. Because linking. you told the last you, the last thing you said to me was I, I it's psychosomatic, yes. the pain has completely gone, and I've just had to lie to the dentist. That's what that was the last so forgive me for not inquiring about your psychosomatic tooth pain. Imaginary well, tooth pain, Harriet. Nothing compared to Jeff's jaw. No, that's Poor true. thing. Because I wanted to talk about my wisdom tooth and now I just feel like I, can't, I just can't. It's Go just, ahead. it's far Go too ahead. small a thing. Not at all. We're all a dog. <laughs> well, Lucy, yes. I thought it was going to be terribly dramatic and I did say to the dentist, I don't have any pain anymore, so can we just not do this? And he was like, no. we're going to do it. Yes. And I was very nervous, and I, I, um, because it, I don't know, it just sort of reminded me of giving birth. Oh, and well, you know, having something taken out. Are you and sure it, you he know, was his dentist? Because be he shouldn't have been down that end. The first thing he said when he put his goggles on was forceps. Right. Oh. Yes. Okay. Yes. After he'd given me the needle. Right. Anyway, so I was literally shaking. And then he went forceps, and I was like, <laughs> and then it was like, okay, we're all done. And that was it. That was it. It took <laughs> another one. Just come, Michael. Stop crying. Get up off the floor. I, know, I was literally you like seem crying. To with, yourself. Don't crying with relief. I thought it was going to be really dramatic, like Jeff's jaw. It was so pain-free and easy peasy that I felt a right old wally for being such a baby. 
<laughs> and uh, I really, I shouldn't be talking about it because <laughs> I haven't had my jaw wired and I don't have to keep my mouth shut. <laughs> and I can just eat things like normal as well. I was like, yay, I'll be eating ice cream for a week. Watch out but... for Pringles though, because that's what did for Jeff. So oh be my careful. God. Well, they are very sharp. Yes. No, they're round. What do you but mean? They're, sh- they're sharp. Oh, sharp. If you get a bit of Pringles stuck in your throat, that is not a nice experience. Okay. So I'm just warning everybody. I think this we should. This was a uh... public health warning. <laughs> I think we if should you thank Jeff affected, for bringing that to our attention. If you've been affected by issues <laughs> raised in this podcast about the sharp. Um, no, I really. <laughs> I hope he gets better soon because yes. that sounds really horrible. It does indeed sound horrible. Boring and painful. And now we move on to Leslie Wood, who says, "Here on the Isle of Wight." Asda mm-hmm. is in trouble for refusing to sell alcohol to a woman because she had her 17-year-old <gasps> daughter with her at the time. What? Yours, Leslie Whoa. Wood. She, Isn't say the, that the, odd? The, um, the cashier must have been an Archer's listener. Yes. <gasps> but what? That's I know. Surely that's that's very odd. That's isn't really, it? yes. That's that's a job's worth, isn't it? Yeah. That's somebody who's been given epaulets at some stage. <laughs> I would say. <laughs> um, right, Pauline, who said, uh, "This is basically a fan letter. Yet another one to Mr. Newby. Uh, I loved the visit to Gay Grables. Was that Mr. Newby as Helmet Shit Muffler? <laughs> Mr. Newby is a treasure." She said, you spent a lot of time discussing whether or not Krusty still worked at Gay Grables and answered your own question. Have a lovely week, Pauline from Birmingham. Well, yes, we like to go all the way around the houses, Pauline, before we arrive at the conclusion that we came to 10 minutes earlier. Um, so, yes. So, uh, Mr. Mr. Newby was, I mean, I thought he was German after that. I think he, he does speak very good German, obviously. I mean, it was amazing, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm hoping he's going to do all his new monologues in, in his German <laughs> voice now. In his shit Muller voice. Uh, <laughs> was very, very funny. <laughs> Bernie Maguire said, lovely community pr- spirit in Ambridge this week. So comforting. Thank you, scriptwriters. But Brian, Jennifer and Alice still in dangerous denial. When is someone going to suggest AA and Al-Anon or yep. similar? Still loving the podcast and hoping that Mr. Newby is not too upset. Mr. Newby is permanently upset, Bernie. I wouldn't... Don't worry. <laughs> How can he be upset after his triumph at Gay Grables? I know. I don't know. I think I he's mean, going for the BAFTA. He's acting yes, as all off the stage, yes. Harriet. Yeah, he's going to end up with his own podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, Other podcasts are not available. <laughs> Katie Faulkner said... Uh, I realised that Helen agonising over moving Lee's action figures was a lead up to a comparison between Lee and Rob and how Helen has found happiness. Mm. But it made me laugh because when I moved in with my boyfriend and now husband two years ago, he had a corner display cabinet in the living room full of the same action figures. I have never suggested moving them, even though they are quite hideous. What does this say about me? Also, what possessions do you think Helen has that Lee hates? Maybe all her awards for Borsitch are blue. With all best wishes, Katie. I think she's got Um, Enya albums. I think she's got Enya albums coming out of the Watuzi. And pony rosettes. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. 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 Wow. I didn't actually think that it was humanly possible to have a corner cabinet display of action figures. But clearly it is. Clearly it's more common than we thought. I didn't. Maybe I it's because, clock. Katie, you don't treat your husband like your child. Maybe <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Could be. Just, you know. Yeah. Let him have his independence. Like at the end, the last scene, mm. uh, when she said, um, 
oh, he wants to get a drum kit. And Ian yeah. went, what? What are you going to do here? I thought, calm <laughs> down. It's not your house. It's not your relationship. And he is 50% of this partnership. It is not up to you to decide, or Helen, to Honestly, allow him. Ian was basically Rob in this he, he just week, was He was like a power-crazed <laughs> lunatic. Also, like Mussolini walking. Ian, did you not realise you can get headphones for drum kits nowadays? Yes, you don't yes. even need, don't worry, Ian. No one's going to play it near you when you're having your quiet lie down on the sofa thinking oh. about your souffles. And he was, although he was funny, he was still horrible funny. Yeah, I was shocked, actually. But then he has always been super protective about Helen, hasn't he? I bet everything Helen has got is magnolia and beige. And it's... <laughs> it's but, you know, you of... say that, you say that about Helen. And then, Helen, I always sort of think that about Helen. And then she'll say something quite witty or wry. Or, you know, like when she was like, oh, I noticed that was quite hard for you, putting that, that Hulk next to Henry's bed or whoever it was. Mm. Occasionally, she'll be quite dry and sharp and you're like, oh, she's she has got a sense of humour. And then it's like, it's like on that bench, I really did see how their relationship would work. I thought they were yeah. quite sweetly matched, actually. Yeah. Because Helen does have a sort of sweet vulnerability under all her blandness. Mm. That, yes, um, yes. No, you're that right. That will really make harsh. it work. I think what annoys me is the ha-ha, aren't men awful thing. Yeah, but it wasn't like that because Lee was awful, but then the it other two... It was like that because it was, oh, men are big children. Oh. Tony with his... David with his toy oh, farm. Yeah. To yeah. Tony with his bloody train set. Him with his cartoon thing. If they portrayed a woman like that, there would be a bloody outcry. Well, what about Joy with her nudity? That's grown up, though. <laughs> Getting your kit off. It's very grown up. <laughs> Just wait for our umbrage on the couch. <laughs> oh, that wasn't very good. That wasn't. Cut that. Cut that, Lucy. That was not a good impression. Oh, God. Um, Tom Peach has also emailed us. Wow. And said, "Great name." This I know. This was about uh, the gym thing about how he dealt with um, Alish coming in and saying, "Yeah, give me the finest wines known to humanity." Um, <laughs> He said Jim would have been trained before being allowed to sell alcohol. Selling alcohol to a drunk person or to a person likely to harm themselves with alcohol is illegal. Jim would have said, sorry, you're drunk. I can't sell you alcohol. When she threatened to get in the car and go to a dodgy alcohol sales place to get her vodka, then Jim would have called Harrison Ford, Anglia. <laughs> Cheers, Tom in Sydney. P.S. Love the podcast. As expats who have not lived in the UK now for the best part of 20 years, we need the archers to stay in touch. I've Aww. listened to it while cycling through the snow in Amsterdam, on a ferry on Sydney Harbour, <laughs> and at a blackjack table in Las Vegas, amongst other places. <laughs> oh, that is so brilliant. <laughs> and now he's in Sydney and he's still listening. Oh, my God. I feel like a little bit of a hot flush coming on. <laughs> um, I quite like to see him at that blackjack table, though, so... <laughs> <laughs> Only because he's called Tom Peach, like and you immediately it. have an idea of some fresh-faced farmhand. I know what people you're like. called Tom are always quite sexy. Yes, this is true. Look at Tom Forrest. <laughs> um, uh, well, Tom Peach, who we clearly have a massive crush on now. He really is a peach. Oh my god! I mean, as I was saying last week, we, if we were men, we would yes. not be allowed to speak like no. this. Oh my <laughs> god! Clearly not. Um, <laughs> However, Mr. Peach, who we're now going to, to treat with extreme deference, um, 
you, you use the words Jim would have been trained before being allowed to sell alcohol. This is the village shop, <laughs> Tom, where Susan makes the prices up for a start. Nobody's been trained in anything. Do they make their own um, um, tabards? And We're so busy doing the tabards. <laughs> I didn't have time to do the training, Lucy. <laughs> she managed to send out an offensive letter to every pensioner in the village last week so i think the fact that i mean as volunteers that they'd actually gone through training to be allowed to sell alcohol i i really think that you're you're over ambitious there just get back to the beach tom (laughs) put your headphones on and send us another email (laughs) in your budgie smugglers (laughs) um Catherine Rowan-Jones, with the lovely voice, has emailed and said, um, uh, oh, she was seriously impressed by Mr. Newby's flow of German. Now she says, Lee, Lee of the pink crayon. Given his predilection (laughs) for action figures, I imagine that he too has a moulded lower torso with sprayed on underpants to conceal anything (laughs) suggestive. This may suit Helen just fine. Why are the scriptwriters ridiculing a man who lacks DIY skills? If the BBC yes. want younger listeners, this is totally arse about face, as generation rent is such a big demographic. As for Alish, I recall clearly she had strong doubts about continuing a surprise pregnancy after passing out by the roadside. I suspect she was trying to tell Chris she wanted determination when he leapt in feet first, overjoyed at the prospect of fatherhood. Still, you oh, can't no. have a drama without, well, drama. Cheers, yes. Catherine Rowan-Jones. Absolutely, Catherine. Completely agree. Yes, but then if we applied that to the podcast, we'd literally have nothing to talk about. Yes. Apart from... We have to pretend it's real. Because <laughs> <laughs> otherwise it would just be like, did you listen to The Archers this week? Yeah, I did. I did. Yeah, yeah it was good. Okay, see you next week, Lucy. <laughs> there were some people doing some things quietly. There's no... Nothing. We would just be explaining what had happened. Yeah. Which, which people don't need because they've listened to it. Yes, yes. <laughs> We would just be doing the omnibus. Harriet, let's not start pulling on that thread or the whole bloody podcast will unravel. (laughs) Oh my God, I'm going to go away and seriously think about what the (laughs) hell our podcast is for. (laughs) It's for people to email us and tell us about all the exciting places they've listened to the Archers in that we haven't been. (sighs) Yeah, more of that. We could do like postcards from the Archers. Good idea. Okay, okay, thanks. I love that. <laughs> the first that one I've ever had. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's better than the previous um, uh, Harriet segment we had, which is, what the hell is Harriet talking about? <laughs> which was last week. So the, I think postcards from the Archers is excellent. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, yes. let's put that into our uh, format, Lucy. Okay. okay. Like we have a format. I'm writing, <laughs> <laughs> writing it down in the uh, notes. A collection of... <laughs> Yeah, Under Adam's ultimates. sex life, I'll write yeah. postcards from the arches. Okay, good. Do you really think oh, that's no, what no. that sex life is like? No, but there, no, but I have written. This is my notes are so random. Um, there was a really funny moment where Adam went relaxly. He went relaxly. I had to look ill on the aquaponics, and then Ian went. And I can't do Ian's voice. Oh, I'm, I'm, pushing pushing a, a I'm pushing a split shift right to the limit, but I bought the bedding. <laughs> I had to pause it. <laughs> I, because I was like, oh, is this code? I'm not sure you should be pushing a split. <laughs> this sounds really painful. Yes. But I bought the bedding. <laughs> Lucian, I'm pushing a split shift. It's fine, the loo's just out there. 
<laughs> Take all the time you want. When they're in the rush, it's fine. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's the, if you, the, the thing is, we should also have a lines in isolation yes. segment. <laughs> oh, my other Ian favourite was, I'm up to my ears in coffee custard. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, sounds yeah, that sounds revolting. <laughs> oh, dear. <sighs> oh, Mr. Newbie. Need to do oh, Mr. Yes. Newbie. Oh, can you do it in German? No. Oh. I preface my bit this week with the news that I have now heard that voicemail. Yes. Intrepid listener Jilly very kindly sent me a link to a recording of the omnibus from that week and, well, blimey. Up until now, I've had a lot of sympathy with Alice. She does, after all, have a disease. But it's hard to feel for the kind of person who'd have such thoroughly unkind thoughts about somebody else, regardless of whether they ever said them out loud or not. I'm not sure I'm ever going to like Alice now. And it really makes me wonder about Neil's assertion this week that he'd have her back as daughter-in-law like a shot if she sorts herself out. I have to wonder what she's ever brought to the table, so to speak. What am I missing? Anyway, on with the show, and it's all coming out now, although some of it might be 2020 hindsight. Clary, for instance, now knew all along that Alice was an alcoholic, and I'll bet she's not the only one. She also sounds less than impressed when Krusty turns up for her first day at the dairy. Do they have history, or is Clary just upset that what started as a little time off for Susan now seems to have escalated into permanent retirement? Have you ever seen the film The 40-Year-Old Virgin? Whatever you might think about her, is a functioning adult. So for the life of me, I cannot think what she's getting out of this relationship with the world's only body-negative karate instructor. Everything you need to know about the oldages can be learned from the fact that they think Kate is a responsible adult and that leaving her with Alice amounts to chaperoning rather than the blind leading the blind. It's my fervent hope that, if nothing else comes out of this whole alcoholism shitshow, at least one or two members of the family should develop some self-awareness. Ha ha ha. My breath. No. Bit of a bombshell from <laughs> Lillian here, though, admitting that she encouraged Alice to drink when she was pregnant. I mean, I know plenty of women who've had the odd drink when they were pregnant, and God knows if I'd ever had to carry a child, I fear I'd have been having scotch for breakfast. But encouraging a pregnant woman to drink because it wasn't frowned upon in days gone by... Who the hell does something like that? It's just weird. I know I haven't been listening for long, but I wasn't previously aware of any connection between Helen and Ian. <laughs> I mean, of course they knew each other at some level. They're not Rex and Mints after all, but they're talking like they've been busy mates forever and this is news to me. Mm. Helen's an archer and Ian's an Aldridge-in-law, right? And as far as I know, Helen's never worked at Gay Grables. So what's the connection? And why is Ian giving up Xander time to help Helen move? I wasn't around for the Rob stuff, so it never really crossed my mind, but of course it makes perfect sense that Helen would be looking for somebody as uncomplicated and unthreatening as Lee. Fine, I suppose I don't really think he's a creepy danger after all. I do still wish that Helen would leave him and find somebody who was uncomplicated and unthreatening and had some semblance of a personality or even the faintest whiff of charisma, though is that too much to ask? (laughs) I was wondering what all this gum flapping between Mince and Lizzie was about because it didn't seem to be going anywhere. Mince's idea to install fridges for, you know, a meat business doesn't seem that outlandish to me. But it looks like it's just been a setup for, I don't know what really, some sort of relationship intrigue? First of all, Lizzie's jealous of Mince spending time with Rex, and then she's responding to what is presumably his first declaration of love by telling him that she's fond of him. Mm. 
Adam's a smarmy bugger, isn't he? Yep. I hope he doesn't sound like that in real life. Otherwise, he, he must get punched a lot in bars. <laughs> Still, it could be worse. He could be Lee, who now seems for all the world like a particularly brainless puppy that's been put in charge of building a large hadron collider. <laughs> Poor old Helen's going to come home to a smouldering crater in which Lee is proudly standing, holding a drill that was meant to be used on an offshore rig. <laughs> What's the big deal with getting everything sorted out before Helen comes home? Yes. I don't understand this. I think it's meant to be charming and funny, but it's just really odd. <laughs> oh, and now kissing noises. Oh, oh, you've all talked about it and I took it with a pinch of salt, but now I've actually heard it. And fine, it wasn't exactly shower sex, but nonetheless, I hope I never hear it again. <laughs> oh, you Check will. in on change.org tomorrow morning to sign my petition against this sort of thing. <laughs> I think I'm starting to get the hang of Brian and would like to submit for your listening pleasure what I believe to be the patented Brian Aldridge three-step plan to dealing with a crisis. One, play everything down to the point where nothing is actually a serious problem. Yeah. Two, when challenged on this approach, pretend to take it on board by saying something along the lines of fair enough but or oh this happens to everybody or it hasn't quite been like that Jenny. And three, return to step one. I do think that Jennifer's overreacting about the booze. For the vast majority of people, it's not necessary to throw the baby sham out with the bathwater. And even without knowing the full history, I very much doubt that Jenny and Brian are directly responsible for Alice's alcoholism. Still, that said, at least Jenny's doing something instead of just ignoring it and hoping yeah. it will go away. Hey, Brian. Is Rory playing a blinder here? finally cashing in his chips from all those years of being sensible to get himself a party house that he and Bazo and Eggsy or whatever they're called can <laughs> use and abuse for a month or two until Alice is miraculously fixed and can move home. Aha! This is another cliffhanger that we're having resolved by hearsay. Is this a new thing or has it always worked like this? Rory's going to move in with Adam and Ian and presumably Zondo teenager studying for A-levels is moving in with an insufferable middle-aged couple with toddler. What could possibly go wrong? I'd say Rawls would never agree to it, except that he sounds like he already has. Oh dear. I can't believe that's his first kiss, what he heard. Mm. It wasn't even a dramatic one, it was just a sort of sweet one, wasn't no, but it? it was a bit... Wasn't it? It was, a bit, it was very I evident. Didn't, that's I, what was I didn't listen with headphones, so... Ah, very wise. Um, Ian and Helen are one of those friendships where they don't speak for months and months and months and then they go, oh, hi, best friend, when they see each other, which yeah. is just a typical yeah. thing. But the reason they met is because she used to sell cheese to uh, Gay Grables and that's how she Oh, that's good, good insider info. I'd Ian. forgotten that. Yes. Uh, what does yeah, Alice you, bring you to still... the party? Oh, sorry. A bottle. That's what Alice brings to the party. <laughs> I suppose we really got to know her when she went, when her and Chris yeah. went to Las Vegas yeah. and came back married. And yeah. then it was like, they're the party couple. Mm. And that's all we've known. But then she was also very ambitious and, uh, you know, she was going to be the breadwinner. And, um, yeah. And a bit, she, no, she didn't want to, to have kids, did she? And they were just always going to be a sort of young, thriving couple. Yeah. She doesn't, I know exactly what he means. If you look at her from the outside, she doesn't have many saving graces. She doesn't, because she's not even very funny. She's not, for, she's not, she's not like a, you know, like, not like she's just a bag Lillian. of issues. She's not kind of a formed person with an issue. She's just and a bag of issues at the minute. And she's never been very nice to, she's always been a bit snobby. Mm, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, or, well, maybe that's just when she's drunk, but yeah, she's, she's not um, hugely impressive, is she? No. 
oh, I feel awful with slagging poor old Alice off. Yeah. And she's an alcoholic, poor love. But maybe once she's solved her issues and, and had, a, had a good chat with herself and a bit of a lie down, <laughs> then she might... Um, i tell you what we need nice. to get her, Lucy. What? Let's get her one of those cushions that says, this house runs on Prosecco and love. <laughs> That'll sort her out. <laughs> as long as she knows she's loved. Yes, and that there's a bottle nearby. Yes. <laughs> Fine. And now we go to Ambridge itself, where Joy Hurville is getting ready to hoist herself onto the couch. Sorry, Mr. Newby. <laughs> what a gorgeous day, Jeff. Look at that village green, the grass glittering in the sun. Why is the grass glittering? Is that broken glass? Weird. Anyway, who is it today? Oh, Joy Horville. Oh, yes. Oh, the lady who said she lived next door to a slave trader. I wasn't quite sure about that. Hello again. How are you? Ages since I've seen you. Mrs. Horville, how nice to see you. Well, a lot's been going on, so I thought I'd catch you up and... I've got something I'd like to run by you. What's that? Nudity. Okay. Since I came in to see you last, I've become a model. A nude one. Wow, that's quite an achievement. I know. I can't quite believe in myself. It all came about by accident. I was supposed to be sketching Lee. Oh, do you know Lee? He does martial arts. Young bloke. He's my new neighbour, in fact. (gasps) Look, there he is, on the green. If you stand here, you can just see him. Oh, look, he's feeding the ducks on the pond. That's Lee all over, that is so kind. Now the big geese are coming over. Look, oh, they're getting quite close, aren't they? I hope he's all right. What's he feeding them? Looks like bits of his sandwich. Oh, he's run out. Looks like he's shaking the bag. Now they've got the bag. Oh, they're not happy, are they? Oh, they're very close. Oh, he can run quite fast backwards, can't he? Maybe that's all part of his martial arts training. Go on, Lee! Oh no, he's fallen, look! That's very muddy, that bit. He'll not be happy about that. He's very fastidious. Oh, he's up again, still running. Bless him, they're not giving up, are they? There he goes. I think he's crying. Anyway, so that was Lee. So, I was supposed to be painting him and then it turned out to be quite chilly in the studio at Lower Loxley and Helen worried it would confuse everybody's perspective. So, before I knew what was happening, I just volunteered. And you enjoyed it? I've never felt a thrill like it. I mean, it wasn't just the pose that Russ had me in, although that was quite strenuous and I definitely pulled something. But the freedom of it was life-changing. Really? Absolutely. In fact, I'm spending more time nude than ever before. At home, you know. I'm careful with it. Not if I'm cooking anything spitty or gardening. Although it's so overgrown at the moment, you'd struggle to find me clematis. But I just love the feeling of it. So, I think I'm a naturist. Not like David Attenborough. Just nude, you know. Right. Well, that sounds really healthy. The thing is, do you think people would mind if I came out as nudist? I'd be sensitive about it, obviously. Not when I'm bell ringing or in the shop. 
Jim's insistent on masks. But, you know, if I was out and about, running errands or tinkering with my midget out the front even. Uh, I'm not sure, really. I think that would count as exposure. You could be reported. Well, the last thing I'd want is to be grappled naked to the ground by Harrison. Oh, that would be awful. (sighs) Yes. Mrs Horville, what are you doing? Oh, I'm just taking my cardi off. Don't panic. Okay. Um, well, I think nudity is a private thing and within your own property you're entitled to behave as you like as long as it doesn't upset other people. But I'm not sure you could wander around the village naked. I just fancy doing a salute to the sun in the nip on the top of Lakey Hill. Well, maybe you could disrobe when you were up there. Possibly. Um, I don't think walking up there in the nude would be appropriate. You're probably right. It's a bit brambly. Well, that's disappointing, but I think you're right. I'd hate my naked body to be a bone of contention. Oh, no, look at the time. I'm going to be late. I've got trampoline and a borgias de leisure. You don't do that in the... Oh, yes, it's smashing. So liberating. Me and the ladies from the laurels go. Dentures everywhere. Anyway, I mustn't be late, so I'll be off. Thanks for the chat. Blimey. Well... Good for her. Jeff, let's go to the baker's. For some reason, I'm in the mood for a flowery bath. So, that's that. There'll be another podcast up next week, so subscribe to us on iTunes and you will never miss an episode. If you'd like to get in touch with us, you can email Ambridge on... Ambridge on the couch at gmail.com. We are at on Ambridge. Oh, that's Elizabeth on Twitter. Or you can follow <laughs> Mr. Newbie on Twitter at Newbie Couch. And in the meantime, oh no, that's blue. It's you. <laughs> it's blue. It's goodbye from all of us. And have a lovely bank holiday weekend. Oh, yes, I'd forgotten that. Yes, it's bank holiday and the sun's shining. Hooray! <laughs> Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.